Dear respected brothers and sisters around the world, Salaam alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to another After Maghrib podcast where we've been talking about all things Muharram over the last few weeks and, of course, trying to find ways to connect to Aba Abdullah al Hussein, Salawatullahi wasalamu alayhi, and, of course, the story, the legacy that he's left for us to find ways to bring that to our life. But today, we've got an interesting topic looking ahead inshallah to the season of Arba'een but before we get into that say the Ali Radawi Assalamu alaikum Alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah How are you doing? Alhamdulillah can't complain Yeah Yourself? nice to be back Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah And of course we have a special guest today as well We do say the Muhammad al Musawi all the way from London Assalamu alaikum Assalamu alaikum Sayyid How are you doing? Very nice to have you on Thank you very much for having me on. Yeah, and um, you've you've listened to a few podcasts, I yes. believe. And of course, you've been part of the channel beforehand. Yeah, I've been on the channel a few times. Uh, the last time was, I think, about 2015 with uh, Brother Sayyid Ali Rawi as well. And uh, we've done uh, Question of Deen. Alhamdulillah, it was uh, successful, it was good. But um, yeah, so I've just been busy since then and uh, been uh, working on... Uh, a few projects and alhamdulillah recently i've just opened up a uh, burger joint uh, shrunk burgers Mashallah. so i've been focusing on that i've been quite busy with uh, with uh, with that really um yeah um so yeah uh, thank you for having me on no and, no it's uh, a pleasure, pleasure. To be back You're on elbay tv and on after maghrib it's a, it's a pleasure to have you and thank anyone you who's for joining us anyone who's anyone who's gone to shrunk knows it's the real deal so I was there the other day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you quite, you come quite. Can't often. get enough. Can't yeah. get enough. Yeah, Alhamdulillah. Local, um, delicious burgers. And of course, those at home will remember Sayyid Muhammad from his time. You, you guys will know something. A confession. I actually won a prize thanks to. On question of the yeah, yeah, yeah. I won a. Um, it was a, a canvas, which had the Kaaba by the artist Sadiqa Juma, sister Sadiqa mm. Juma. Said it had a Kaaba in the bottom right, and handwritten. Thousands of times, la ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah, around it. Now, I remember, it? yeah, yes, it, it was when I when I moved into my house, my like the first time I moved out of my parents' house, yeah. it was the first thing I put up. And I remember when I won it, I was, because um, you started the shows before 2015, right? And then you did it for a couple of years, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was or, a year. We've done it for one year. One was it one year? year. Yeah, Maybe yeah, 2014 I, or something, yeah. I won it. It started pretty But it was almost daily in Ramadan, so I yeah, think. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes, it was one of the, and I remember thinking, I'm going to keep this for for a special day. Awesome. Alhamdulillah. It's, Alhamdulillah, you know, it's a good memory, a good yeah, something so, to have so owe to you, remember us. We owe you something, Alhamdulillah. Thank you. Alhamdulillah. So, um, so today, of course, we're, what are we talking about? We are talking about ziyara, but in particular, ziyarat al-Arba'een. And I know, Sayyid Muhammad, you have been to Arba'een on more than one occasion. Yes, I have. And before we, you know, I think go deep into the conversation, you know, what are the benefits, what are the recommendations? I think if you can possibly share with us here today and those listening to the podcast at home or be driving on the way to work, what has been one experience that you can share with us from one of your Arba'een experiences? Well, alhamdulillah, I have been quite a few times to um, Iraq and uh, to Ziyarat al-Arba'een and it's an unforgettable experience especially mm. the first time I feel like the first time is an eye-opener it's something that um, it's an experience that you'll never forget it's an experience that you'll never have anywhere else Alhamdulillah I have been to Hajj and to Arba'een and they are different experiences but they're two amazing experiences in themselves and um, I feel like they're 
totally different in a sense. Um, but Arba'in is, Ziyat al is something that I advise everyone to go at least once in your lifetime. Uh, it's an experience that you'll never forget. Um, it's something that will stay with you for the rest of your life. Mm. Um, so Alhamdulillah, I have been given the opportunity to go many times, but unfortunately for the last five, six years, I haven't been um, due to commitments and then COVID and so on. Mm. So um, inshallah, inshallah, I'll have the opportunity to go, go again um, and get to experience um, that. And it's the first time, yes, it's amazing. The second, the third time, it's all every single time you go. It just goes on unique experience. Yeah, it's, it, everything. Th there's always something that happens mm. during that period that stays with you. Um, and I, yeah, so I advise everyone to go if they can. And to be honest with you, it's such an experience that you really don't need anything other than mm. to book a flight. That, that's all you need. Yeah. I don't think I've heard of or know of any other pilgrimage or any other place country that you can go to and just book a ticket and everything else you don't even need to worry about mm. not at all uh, you, you don't even need to know anyone there mm. uh, so i feel like that's the beautiful thing that it accommodates to anyone and everyone so it's, the world. it's interesting you mentioned the say muhammad because what we're gonna do hopefully is look at impressions of arabayin for people who have gone maybe and people who haven't gone and uh, i fall into the camp of someone who's not had the opportunity to go for mm. during the arabayin period Alhamdulillah, been for Ziyara, but not specifically during the Arabian period. And maybe find ways, I think, for us to, to get a better picture of like you know what to expect if you haven't gone. And if you have gone, inshallah, next time you go, maybe how to make more of the experience. So the first question I want to ask you is, for those who have been for Ziyara and have been to Karbala or whatever, or to Najaf, or who have understood the Ziyara experience, but haven't been for Arabian, how is it different? How is going to Karbala outside of this season different to going during it? If you don't like, mind me answering, say it firstly, I, I feel like we've both been, so we've both we've been together. We've been together, yeah, we've been together yeah. as well yeah, yeah. Um, on two occasions and we've been separately. But I feel like the, during Arbain, I've been during Ziyara as well, just not during Arbain. So I have had the experience of, mm. of the two. Mm. Um, and I feel like during Arbain, it's just the fact that you're seeing hundreds of thousands of people just within what your eye can see all directed towards one place mm -hmm. and that i feel like that feeling is just something you have to be there to experience it's the same with hajj that first look when i first looked at the kaaba and i see all these people doing tawaf and it's just you feel like you're you're part of something and you're you're all together in this one place with yeah. one cause and with one destination and that is, I feel, what gets to you when you first... I, I know there's a place where in Najaf, when you first start walking after about an hour, you get to a place where you can see miles and miles away. And you just see endless people, endless people walking yeah. to one place. And you look back, you see the same thing behind you. Mm. It's just... And then you feel like I'm just here in this one minute looking there. And yet this is going on for weeks on end. People are just walking towards this one place. So that, I feel like... That is one thing that will stick with you, and and once you do experience that, it's is something that will it will stay with you for forever. Ahsant, ahsant, and you know while you were speaking about watching all of these hundreds of thousands walking, I was remembering that there was a point in the first time that I went, I used to see it on TV, 
so you'll see on TV all these, you know, millions of zawar walking. And you're like, where are they coming from? Yeah. And then I actually went there, we experienced it. And I'm like, truly, where are they coming from? Because as far as I can see, yeah. it just doesn't end. It just keeps coming and coming. <laughs> exactly. And mashallah, you know, every year they say the numbers are increasing. This is increasing. the largest peaceful is it gathering or pilgrimage in the, in the yeah. world or yeah. something yeah. like that. I mean, I don't know how many unpeaceful gatherings are bigger than this <laughs> you know violent gatherings with 20 million people it'd be crazy but i feel mm. like that that in itself saying that it's the largest gathering has yes. brought so much attention to it and recently over the last few years you've been seeing um photographers um people YouTubers. that are not even youtubers yeah that's yeah. been interesting yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that they're not yeah, even yeah, muslim yeah. and and it's interesting to see them come and, and visit it and they've not one of them i've seen not one video has had bad experience and it's just something that you can see they're touched and even that they're not Muslim, they're, they're touched by it. And just seeing these minions and, and people heading towards that one place and being there, it's um, brought attention to it. And I felt like that's a good thing as well. It just makes so, people ask more questions. So I want to ask you guys something because I was speaking to a friend last night, mm. believe it or not, who said to me, he he said to me that he had the opportunity last year to go for Ziyad Arbaeen. And his whole family went, his group went, and he didn't go. And I remember he told me he didn't go because of a certain reason. And he said it was a logistical problem and work and this and that. He told me then after that he didn't actually go because he didn't feel worthy of being in the presence of Abdullah Hussein. Now, there's going to be people at home listening right now who think, I have the money, I have the time, I could go this year, for example. But I don't feel like I'm 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 deserving. I'm not worthy. There's my space can be given to someone who's waited fifty years, sixty years, and who's never had the opportunity. What would you say to them? I would say everyone is worthy, and uh, Imam Hussein is for everyone. So no, you know, no matter how you feel about yourself, yeah, you should make make the intention to go. But I think it's important if we want to talk about self worth, is that if you do have the intention to go, don't just go and come back. Mm. Make sure that when you go. You change when you come back. Ascent. You become a better person. I, 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 I don't know how people. I, I've never experienced, you know, not not having that worth. So I don't know how to relate to the brother. But, uh, but I think it's totally normal to feel that. I, way. I, yeah, I, I Sometimes think it's normal. You go through stages in life, and you just feel like I'm maybe you're not that and that yeah, stage. Why would to you go. not? Why would you not feel worthy? Is it because you feel like? Maybe also they think that they don't like they 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 don't think going there is going to make them change and they or, don't want it to because be I've like heard going there for one percent that's going to stop me and change or maybe how it's, I am. Maybe it's humiliation. Like for example, you're on the prayer yeah. mat. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Let's okay. say you've done exactly. something. Okay. Let's say you've okay. done a sin. Yeah. Yeah. And twenty minutes later, you're you're, pray. you're yeah. praying jamaah or whatever, and you can't escape. You can't delay it. And you think I've just done something really bad. You know, I've just listened to music on exactly. my way to the masjid yeah. and now mm. I've come here now to, to come pray to Maghrib yeah. Yeah. or yeah. whatever. Like, it might be a similar sort of feeling where there's like an, a guilt and you kind of think like, if, if I had a choice, I'd rather not be here because it's uncomfortable. So to avoid that, some people may feel the same way. I love Imam Hussein, mm. but I don't feel like he would want me to be in his presence. Yeah. No. I, I think I understood it incorrectly because I, because I, you know, people that say I want to go to Hajj, they yeah. say I'll go when I'm ready. So I was sort of relating mm -hmm. it to, to that yeah. sort of uh, talk. No, but being well, I th I feel like it's fine to feel that way. It's yeah, totally it's normal. Don't feel human. like you're not you're not normal. Yeah. But it's um feel like it's a stepping stone for you to change, and that Hussein will want you whether you're now or not, or you're worthy or you're everyone is worthy, um and it will it will definitely change you. I don't feel it's like something you're gonna go and come back and you're gonna be the same person. And I think mm. it's probably a case where it's not just the ziyad and the and the holding of the shrine. 
which will change you. It's the, the immersive experience, of course. the congregational yeah. prayer and the dhikr and the khidmah that you see on the streets Definitely. and the, the, the like the children the that you see, the hospitality. Mm. It's a collective experience t- towards goodness. Am I right? Of course. Yeah. You're absolutely right. You know, people, they, they make journeys to, you know, people always choose like Dubai as a destination because yeah. there's always this great five-star, uncomparable hospitality. Mm-hmm. But they forget you're paying for it. When you go to Iraq, it's free hospitality from the heart, for the heart and the love of Imam Al-Hussein And it's so beautiful just to see how people just do anything and everything in the name of Imam Al-Hussein I, I remember, the, I think the first year we went together, yeah. there was this little kid. He was so cute. I still remember him. And uh, he was literally... Going around with the yellow bin, I can remember okay. the yellow bin. I've got you video. The I've still oh, got you have a video? Yeah, I still got it. I'm okay, and I remember we asked him, and I think we were with Hassan Nawab as yes. well. So yeah. it was me, your Hassan Nawab, and we asked him, yani, you know, you're so small, you're so little, that you're picking up everyone's rubbish. Yeah. Why don't you walk to Karbala? And he was like, My duty is to clean after the zuwar mm. of Imam al Hussein, then I will go to Karbala. And he was so small, and just his akhlaq and the way he was thinking, like a little kid. Imam Hussein had an impact on him. Because I think the people, the locals, and generally speaking, this is me being a non-Iraqi, mm. but with, alhamdulillah, like a lot of experience within the Iraqi culture, mm. the, the hospitality of Iraqi people is unmatched. It is. You know, it's unmatched. Mm. Like I feel like especially during that period. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I can't talk about any other period, but mm. during that period is when we go and we get to experience that hospitality. Any, any other period, yes, there is still, we've got this sense of in Iraq, it's like, خليها عليا, leave mm. it on me. Yeah. Like, in everywhere you go, in taxis, wherever you go, they don't yeah. want to take payment. Me. But they just say it in a way where, okay, they still want, but they say it's it a courtesy. Yeah. Kind, like, yeah, yeah. Like a courtesy. But you, does that overwhelm you as an Iraqi? It's very overwhelming. As someone who's been yes, there multiple yes, times. Yes. But it's I, something I feel like we're, really, we should yeah. be very proud of. Um, that we've got it in us. I feel like it's in the mm. genes. Like it's something mm. that is even the young ones are brought up on this. Like like um, uh, Sayyid Ali just mentioned, um, they they give the visitors a chance to visit. That's another part of hospitality. They don't want to go and overcrowd the place. So the Iraqis say, let the visitors go, and then we'll go after. Like some of them, the locals and and so on. Um, but the hospitality. Is and all the homes are open. Everything really the yeah. homes, yeah. people set up tents, mm. um, everything you I could think of from charging your phone to um, to Wi Fi to um, a place to stay to massages, to mas- massages, massages yeah. are yeah. a yeah. big deal. I remember yes. there was, there was yeah. a booth and it had like a million plugs, yeah, yeah. and had every phone charge on the wall, <laughs> yeah, and it was selling a who needs to come charge their phone, you need to call internationally, you know, you're pay to call services, yeah, and people. this was all for free. Mm. And I, re- I, re- I remember even seeing, you know, prams and buggies. There's people who were repairing these. MashaAllah. There's people who repair the slippers of the zuwar, yes. like wheelchairs, the everything, whole thing. Yeah. Everything. Whatever you can, you can think of is, is is there. And that's mm. the beautiful thing. And I remember even a story. Um people just want firstly that they they want to pull you in. They want Ooh. to it's like they're fighting for the for the mm. guests and for the mm. zuwar. So you walk past the tent and they're they're cooking a certain food. You as a human, you, you think, all right, maybe I don't like that food. Let me go to the next tent. Yeah. But they don't let you. They just pull you and they're like, you have to come have and to, eat yeah. with us. You have to, they want that thawab. They want to be able to serve. And uh, uh, the story I want to go back to is, um, I remember that we were staying in one of the places um, on the way and there was like a little house through the desert. Um, we stayed there and um, we left our um, uh, sorry slippers outside and shoes. Mm. And we noticed that in the morning, one of the neighbors had taken those slippers and shoes of ours 
and put them outside his house. Um, and we were thinking, why, why, why would you do it? They're not there. And then we went looked and they were over there. And we was thinking, why? But then when we asked him, he was like, listen, you were all asleep. I didn't have anyone that I'll be able to bring in. I wanted at least the, the, the shoes and slippers of, of the Zawar that walked all that way. Yeah. I want them to at least bless my house and, and bless my front door. So they think in that way, they think that any means necessary, I want to mm. gain something. Mm. Because there must be, there must be a, an element of divinity in, yes. in the ziyarah of Imam al-Hussein. Baraka. There must Baraka. be a baraka. Yeah. Like we know, of course, hadith of Imam... Remind me the signs of the believers. Yeah, Imam song. Hassan al-Askari, our eleventh Imam. There's five signs. The five signs, and one of them is, of course, one of them is al-Arba'in. And of course, to be able to go, mm. and we've mentioned this, I think, on previous podcasts. But across the course of thirteen hundred and fifty odd years, the the amount or the population of people who have had the opportunity or the blessing to visit Abd al Hussein is is minuscule, if you think of it. Now, today, in this day and age, we're 300 million Shi'i, for example. Mm. But across the course of history, given obviously access issues and so on and so forth, and of course dictatorships and so on and so forth. But even now, today, when, when you have millions of people going every year, it's still a small percentage of people who have been blessed with the wilayah of Amir al-Mu'mineen, who have had the opportunity to go and visit Abdullah Hussein. Mm, yes. So it's the, um, there must be a high ranking. And when you see the locals and they dedicate their lives to it and they're born and brought up towards serving the Zawar, it's because they see the blessing that we have to be able to do the ziyara. Do you see yes. what I mean? Yeah. And maybe, maybe we take it for granted. Maybe we think, oh, it's just like a, an everyday decision. Do I book? Or oh, maybe not. Like, uh, do I feel like it? But it's something which... In my opinion, if if we have the chance, the opportunity to do, we should throw Definitely. everything at it. Definitely, hundred percent, hundred percent. And you know, is, is they they say it's not even us like making that decision. Should we book or should we not? They mm. say you're actually chosen. Yeah. So Invitation. you have to be written, invited by the yes. himself to come. And uh, inshallah, we are the lucky ones. Inshallah. Inshallah. We have inshallah. been. Inshallah, inshallah, we get to go again. And people listening at home, wherever they're hearing this podcast, inshallah, they have this opportunity to go as well. Of course. This, say the Muhammad Musawi, I've got a story in Najaf. When we were there together, but I'm not going to share it on the podcast. Why not? Go ahead. <laughs> I give you permission. Oh, I need to hear this. I need share to hear this. Story. Bismillah. No, it, it, it was a very positive story. And yeah. we were a group of like, I think, 45 Shabab, and we had no place to stay. And Sayyid Muhammad is from Najaf in Iraq. Hmm. So, you know, Alhamdulillah, his family opened their arms to us. And we ended up at your uncle's place. Yes. First, it was at my father's hotel, Najaf. Mm. And the story was that unfortunately I had already invited them told them we're going to get a whole floor to ourselves yeah. don't worry about it uh, there was like this is why I don't want to share like it 10, 15 rooms <laughs> I was young at the time and obviously I want to serve them in air, con my air conditioning you know the whole nine so years so I was very excited all the promises yeah exactly and I, all this obviously is through my father and then um, obviously at the time with the Zawar there's so many um, the hotel was fully booked I thought oh we're going to have space and mm. suddenly a whole bus of um, uh, Iranian pilgrims came and um, yeah, we didn't have space. So unfortunately, what we had to do is just, alhamdulillah, my um, grandfather's house is literally about five minute walk from the hotel. So we just took blankets and pillows and everyone just into the house. And uh, alhamdulillah, my uncle was there at the time. He was able to, to, to serve uh, the brothers. And uh, yeah, so we were all cramped into this one uh, room. Uh, but it was an experience. So experience just, just like that, mate. Exactly. It, it was amazing. Yeah. The reason why I wanted to mention it was because I wanted to prove the point that people in Iraq during Arba'in, they opened their homes. Mm. Yes. And his uncle, 
opens it up to us. He does exactly that. He doesn't know any of us. He knows overcrowded and how many people. And then even in the morning, he woke up without even asking them. He went and got the breakfast. breakfast. Wow. Uh, so he just, they just want to serve any means, mm. even if it's just like standing outside their homes and giving water or um, chai or tea or wh whatever it may be. They just want to serve and they wait for that time of the year. I feel like they gain something throughout the year. Mm. something from that time so i feel like they gained that barakah that keeps them going maybe that extra funds or money to keep them going for the rest of the mm. year because of serving they definitely uh, do Mashallah. they must do because, because we know we have narrations what do they for, gain for every dirham you spend in the way of imam hussein yes it counts as 10. i hope i'm Mashallah. not wrong but in the eyes I, of i have not in the eyes of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala every makes, dirham yeah. so maybe yeah when the uk and gives you for every pound for the rest of the year and he, he yeah he's mm. able to to bless you uh, by by from what they're doing and by that kindness and serving you might saying um yeah so that's a beautiful thing beautiful so i think thing. we've talked about some amazing i mean i'm feeling emotional right now mm. and part of me is thinking like i just go home and book inshallah, inshallah pray for me inshallah and for all i mean many of us who have not had the opportunity to go. I'll see go. you there this year. Inshallah. I will Allah. see you there. Allah, inshallah, it gives us the opportunity. Inshallah. But um, we've talked about the experiences of Arba'een and, and the hospitality and so on and so forth. Now, I want to kind of put you guys on the spot. I said Ali knows I love to do. So, <laughs> I dread this, by the way. I'm going to put you guys on the spot. I'm going to ask you rapid fire uh, impressions that people have of Ziyat al Arba'een. And then you tell me true or false and maybe why. Is that cool? Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Best before you start your rapid fire, yeah. there's this question that I want to ask. Okay. Uh, and uh, maybe you don't want to share it, but I think it'll be amazing if you can share it with us. Okay. Why have you never been to Ziyarat Al Arba'in? Because um, I know you've been Iraq outside of I have, Arba'in. yeah, alhamdulillah, I have. And I've been for different Ziyarat. I think Sorry to put you on the spot. No, it's all right. I mean, the. the there's always one or the other. I know reasons. you are someone yeah. who has this connection with Abu Abdullah, yet you haven't been to Arba'in. Yeah. I don't know why. Allah knows best. To be really honest, I, I, I ask myself the same thing every year, and it's not good. It's not good. I don't know, I don't know what it is. I don't know. Inshallah. The don't feel like it's a bad thing. I don't yeah, feel like yeah. it's a bad thing if you haven't been. I think, I think Sometimes there's. Sometimes there's commitments and I, there's other things. For that me up. personally, I feel like Allah's waiting. You know, when I was talking to my wife about this, mm. for people who can't go or haven't been invited this year, there surely is a reason. Either people mm. are going, this is the way I see it, someone who's not been, either you're going because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving you an opportunity to better yourself yes. and to use that as a catalyst to improve, yeah. or maybe as a reward. Do you see what I mean? You deserve it, so you get to yeah. go and that's what you crave and desire. Or because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala thinks if you're not going, maybe you can reach your potential without having to go. Maybe you don't need that like extra push, yes. and Allah thinks that you are capable on doing for doing it by yourself, and you're gonna work harder and harder and harder until you get the reward to go. Yes. Do you see what I mean? Because when we speak about uh, answering du'a, especially in our in our school of thought, we think at least the, the way we understand it is that what we may see as a hindrance or a pain, mm. Allah subhanahu wa taala sees as a lesson or a blessing. Blessing. Yeah. Like for example, you take a baby for an, a vaccination. Short-term pain They're crying They don't know what's going on They think their world's coming to an end But only the parents And the doctor will know That this is for your own good That uh, you're not getting what you want And this is troubling you For the time being But you know There's a reason behind it So Allah subhanahu wa knows There's a lot of people I think who Are yearning to go People who probably Haven't been for decades Since before The Ba'thi era perhaps mm. You know There must be people Around the world Who have been waiting For decades and decades to go Inshallah we ask Allah subhanahu wa To give them that, that opportunity 
But um, I don't know. I don't have a, a reason to answer your question in short. That was you know, an amazing, that was an amazing response. Uh, I like the response. It's very no. positive. Like, maybe maybe a lot. You saw yeah. the positive out of it. That's, yeah, that's, for example, that's if I'm honest, this mm. time last year, and this is very personal information, but I'm happy to share on the podcast. <clears throat> this time last year, I was not a father. Alhamdulillah, this year I'm a father. Yeah. A couple of years before that, I was not a married man. Alhamdulillah, now I'm a married man. Okay. So maybe there's a, a reason that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that when you come, I want you to come with your family. Exactly. For example, yes, I want yeah. you to come with, with, with your son. Or, do you get what I'm saying? I maybe like I have to be ready. Just, or, like you, the way you're thinking is the way everyone should think rather than what you mentioned in the beginning about not being worthy. You right. should think of it like how mm. you just thought it. So anyone mm. that is that heard that and thinking that I'm not worthy, rather think what Ahmed just mentioned. That if I'm not going, maybe there's a bigger reason why you, I'm not going. I'm sure there's everyone will have their own reasoning yes. and their rationale. But yeah. are we? Am I? Am I okay to throw these questions yeah, at you now? You yeah, are yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Ready. So the first one, and before we get started, brothers and sisters, I just want to say that whatever questions or, or discussions we have now are simply a result and critique that we've come up with ourselves, or that people have asked us to talk about. And of course, there's never any. Um, discouragement that we would give to someone to go for Ziyarat al arbain and you know inshallah maybe we can learn something and it's experience for us who maybe haven't been are you guys ready? I'm ready okay so when I say three I want you to say true, true or false so I'm going to count to three okay okay so first the first misconception is some people treat Ziyarat al arbain as a lad's trip one two three true is that two truths? true yeah true really? Yeah. why? that's interesting I don't have a personal experience of it. There's, uh, I, I know many people who have been Ziyara with friends, who for them it's like a holiday. It's okay. a Ziyara and a holiday at the same time, if that makes sense. Um, that's, that's something I believe we can do outside the Arba'in season or something we can do outside of Muharram. Like we can but I feel like it's fine to have that kind social of social element. element into a Ziyara to make no, it more Socializing is fine, but you can't treat it as a holiday. Of course not. Of course, you can't treat it as a holiday. I don't, don't think anyone that mm. has ha, yeah, but when has you treated, when you say a holiday, people say I need a break or I need to unwind or relax. Surely I, that's I don't exactly think you're what you're unwinding or relaxing in any way over there. And in it's the sense, like you're, 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 you're rejuvenating, you're replenishing your energy or yeah. whatever, whatever sort of energy, physical, probably not physical when you go for Adabayin, mm. but like a spiritual energy. Mm. You are. I feel like there's an element in both. You, you, you're. It's social, but at the same time, there, there is always that aspect that it's not a holiday. You're always reminded that it's not a holiday. You might have that bit of laughter, that bit of socializing, but it's. I don't think it's ever considered, or anyone does consider it a holiday. Maybe I don't know if you know, but from the people that I have been with, or the times that I have been with, yes, there is a bit of fun and laughter and socializing. But then you're just Which is fine It's fine It's fine to, to an have extent. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think to an extent It is fine mm. If there isn't something That has gone over the limits And, and you're aware of the time you're Of year of the Where time, you are and, especially, and I yeah. think especially During the, the last the, the walk yes Because you're not Reminded as much And you're always With your friends And you're trying to Like pass time and you don't motivation know, to Exactly Motivation to, to not remember That you're tired And so on So you try to mm. Socialize a bit more But once you're in Karbala and during the last like three nights before uh, uh, Arba'in day, I feel like that's more, okay, you start to realize that, okay, we're not here to laugh and we're here to be, let's focus on ourselves and do this ziyara properly and, and try to spiritually gain something out of this. Um, and I feel like from what I've seen, most people are like that and they do treat it in that way. Fair enough. But there's no problem with having that yeah. revival, socializing, laughter, Fair or enough. wherever it may be, to, to a certain extent. So a lad's holiday, um, 
I don't know if it, what what you define as a exactly. lads holiday, yeah, that's a but your lads on really kind of a holiday, but not really a holiday. It's you're going to visit, but at the same time, you're not. It's not throughout the whole time you're in Ziara, though. You mm. are. There are some periods that you're maybe going out to a restaurant. You're going to eat with the boys. Which is, which is you're completely sitting fine. in a cafe with tea or something yeah. at, at the end of the day. So there isn't that always sense of Ziara, and you're reminded of you need to be spiritual and serious and upset and mourning. Um, so you need that aspect. And at the end of the day If I'm honest If you're gonna go With anyone Go with your friends Who encourage you to come with them yeah. And you say it's We'll be with thing. you next year in Azar And the best of friends Are those who tell you yeah. Let's go Ziara And we've said this before On yeah, the podcast yeah. No? Yeah. Yeah. Okay so Next question People Tend not to care About the environment When they go for Arabayn One Two Three True. True To an extent Okay Interesting Yeah If we're talking about like Rubbish then 100% Cleaning after themselves Picking up blankets And pillows after they sleep Eat. Or like Throwing stuff on the floor Littering I think it's ma- mainly littering Yeah you mainly know? But you, you get got that a, everywhere There are a million But I don't think we can say That they are not Looking after the place Because you have to imagine There are millions exactly. Of meals yeah. And cups And spoons so And cutlery And napkins Whatever it is mm. Millions a day Yeah Being utilised Being used to the, For the zuwar. Sometimes mm. there's no space. Yeah, I, I, I've passed, you know, yeah. what are they called? Dustbins? And, and, you know, yeah, those yeah. big... Piles and piles of them, yeah. And there is no them. space. Yeah. So yeah, you yeah. have to wait for, you know, the, the locals to come, pick them up in the truck, which does but happen you know what? non-stop uh, by the I, way. But that's the only thing I've realised. Yeah, but Iraq, infrastructurally, doesn't really have a... Uh, it doesn't, which a is a shame. In, ...in place as yeah. much. Mm. Yeah. And if someone's not going to pick... Yeah. If, if I'm throwing something... And you know, there's no paid council workers who's gonna do of it. Of course, yeah. Someone else is gonna do it, of or course. it stays there. And someone opens their front door, and their yeah. kids go to school, and they're stepping over rubbish. I think we've got to be conscious generally mm. that if you're in in a certain place at a certain time, be conscious of where you are, and mm. make more of an effort, of course. I know. feel like that's everywhere, even in Majalis here I, I, in London, I only, or even in Majalis, Majalis yeah, anywhere in the UK. True. Pick I, up after yourself. I only mention this point because you know the land of Karbala has got significance, of course, and yeah. the sand, the soil of Karbala, and we consider it as Jannat Allah. Mm, yeah. like, as in this, is it's truly piece a piece of, of heaven, heaven on earth. earth. Yeah. We really need to look after it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next one. Ziyarat al Arba'in has become commercialized. One, two, three. Maybe. Maybe as well. I, I don't okay. know. What, what do you mean by commercialized? I think it's open to, to interpretation, but I think what people would assume yeah. is that it's become like a, a way to make money. Not even just a way to make money, but it's become like. And another thing is also about groups. Of course, we the, the more groups, the better, in my opinion. And you know, that's what I thought when you said commercialized. I thought of Ziara um, groups, groups came to my mind. Mm. But for someone, for example, who's not been, okay. the first thing that I think of is I have to go with a group, mm. or I can't go. Do you see what I mean? Or how am I going to go by myself? The <laughs> beautiful thing about Ziyarat al Arba'in, and I think you can agree, and anyone can agree, is you don't need to know anyone. You don't need to have been to Iraq before. <laughs> you don't need uh, anything. Like I mentioned in the beginning, just a ticket. That's all you need. You don't just even get need, there. You don't even need to know the language. Right? So, okay, fine. Language, so, just get there and, so and everything will would be... Say, but, but yeah. however, it's better to go with a group if you've never been, of course. Because they're going to show you certain places that you haven't been to. You won't know to go if you was to go alone. Um, they'll tell you certain lecturers. The guidance. Uh, and guidance. The and, and obviously, it's, <laughs> so you do learn a lot by going with a group. I advise someone By the way, that I, hasn't been to I, go with a group. I think going with a group uh-huh. could be more spiritual. Definitely. Because you have more of the adaya. Yes. You have more of the ziyara, you have more of the lamentations, you have more lectures, and 
you, you, they take your places. Yeah. And a lot of the times, not everyone really understands, for example, Arabic or not, so how to read yeah. in Arabic. Yeah, that's and the, true. The, be- the beauty about My going, question probably should have been, is it better to go by yourself or in a group? Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but if, we're if asking, you haven't been and yeah. you're not from Iraq, go with go a group. With group. If sense. you're local and you know Iraq, then you, you can okay just go. go by yeah. Another thing probably we can mention about this commercialization topic is complaints that people have from non-Arab communities. And I know because I, I have a lot of friends who have been with their Iraqi friends, for example, mm. and they found that they get treated differently. For example, when they're in the souq, in the marketplace, for example. Bazaar. So people, yeah, the bazaar. So you're buying a distasha, for mm. argument's sake, yeah. and you don't speak Arabic, and it's clear as day you're not an Arab, and you are charged a different price to a local, for example. What do you guys, does it exist, firstly? Because like I said, I've not experienced this myself. It exists everywhere, firstly. Yeah. Not specifically to Ziyarat Rabi'in or Iraq. I feel like in every country it exists in every As place soon as you mentioned that, I remembered my last trip to Turkey. That's exactly what I experienced. <laughs> yeah. Especially when there's more so demand. It's not limited, so when you see millions of people mm. and thousands of people coming through the shop and through the door, there's, there's more demand for your stuff and you just want to put the prices up. And it's no point, there's no problem, I feel, um, that throughout the year, because there isn't any visitors, they wait for that period of one month to make their money so they can survive. It makes the sense, it's year. a peak season. And I don't feel yeah, like it's, it's extortion season. or they're getting overcharged in a sense where it's still cheap, I feel like, even after they're overcharging you, it's just overcharged because it's higher than the price that they put it throughout the whole year. But I think just even then, sorry, said relatively, mm. the amount that, even if it's hiked up, the amount yeah. that you pay for product there is nothing compared exactly, to Exactly, that's my point. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Someone told me a story uh, about a week ago. They gave um, a tip to a, to, a, to a guy at the hotel who was helping them out for like a couple of weeks. And they gave him like £10 or £20, something like a very small for us. Yeah. And the guy refused to take it. He said, if I take it, I'll, I'll lose my job. Yeah. Because this is like what I earn in a few weeks, mm. for example. And they'll think I've stolen it or something like that. Of course. Wow. So it just goes to show like for us... We, we might be able to say prices have gone up and stuff, but it's still relatively. Mm. Yeah, even if they do hike up prices, it's nothing. It's not everyone also. By the way, it's not really yeah. It's not really it's a price hike. Some enough. people give you, for as many people Some as you give, give you discounts. free products as yeah. well. Yeah, How free, many people yeah. give you stuff We just free? mentioned the hospitality and everything's yeah, yeah, free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just, there, there's two aspects. Because of, of course, people the whole still p- need to make money. Yeah. So. By the way, it's not really people hiking up the price. Mm. It's I, I, I know some shops there and for them, it's about like exchange rates. For example, we know the Iraqi can't afford more than 5,000 dinar, for example. Mm. Well, 5,000 dinar could be 20 pence for the guy coming from the United Kingdom. Mm. So what's an extra pound? True. So I'm, I'm not saying it's right or it's wrong. It's relativity. And the other thing, especially like in the Middle East, you know, places like Syria, Iran, Iraq, there's always negotiations. Mm-hmm. Whatever price you get first, I mean, wherever shop you enter, there is no price tag. Yeah. I, I don't know if... Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you've all you been. You get that at some Arabic shops here, and, and yeah, that's true. There's yeah. no price tag because yeah, you start somewhere. They have this yeah. tradition of negotiations, and then you find the point where you both agree on sweet spot, and that's the price. Yeah, and I think probably for people who've not experienced that, or let's say if you're born and brought up here, and the price is the price, yeah, and I, that's fine. And I think why that annoys people coming, yeah. for example, from uh, the West to the Middle East places like Iraq, is because they're not used to this. They used to seeing a certain price. Okay, I've always known this is worth one pound. Yeah, I'm paying a pound for it. Mm. Why am I going to that shop as three pounds and this shop is five pounds? Mm. It's all negotiation. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, and language barrier. You know, even Iraqis, we negotiate. Like when I'm there, I'm negotiating the price. Mm. Let's say someone tells me, you know, I want want a shmag, I want a ghutra or something. I'll get it for them. 
But I know when I came in, in summer, for example, I paid 3,000 dinar. Now it's telling me 10. Now I started the negotiations and I can get it for that 3,000 dinar. But those who don't speak the language, they can't really negotiate. So they lack or they feel left out or they feel like they've been Is cheated it hard, on. Is by the way, to negotiate? No, I don't feel like it's hard. I see, I've, really. seen, I've seen Not programs really. from Pakistan or Iran a few times and I see them negotiate and... And even like the, th- the nice thing is uh, another thing is that Iraqis speak different languages as well. So they accommodate true. to these yeah, yeah. programs. Mm. So I mean, it's a to tourist negotiate. city. Isn't yeah, it? exactly. Kabbalah is a tourist city. Of course. Even Najaf, like yeah. as in, yeah, yeah, definitely. They they probably come across people from all diversities. The world, the world, yeah, the world, yeah. the world. And it's only recent I've been seeing that. I remember last time I went, I saw workers from. Bangladesh, subhanAllah. And uh, I was shocked. I saw a lot I've of never Ch- seen that. I saw a lot of Iraq. Chinese. Chinese yeah. as and, well, yeah. Uh, uh, and it was amazing. Yeah. It was it's amazing. I, I even saw Europeans. Like I, I know we're from Europe. Yeah. Best actual Europeans. Huh, as a native. They were Swedish. Yeah. They were even walking with the Swedish flag. I was like, wow. It's crazy. Like literally Hussein has touched the world. Subhanallah. Do you guys think, and maybe this is like a nice segue to, towards wrapping up the podcast, but do you think we should be like actively in the West, like we know, of course, Arba'in in, in our culture and our community here <clears throat> is highly recommended. Everyone talks about it. Everyone we know goes every year and so mm. on. But do you think now we can take it to the next level? What I mean by that is not just going and taking groups of our community, but f- finding ways t- to take people from outside of the community who are non-Shia or even non-Muslim mm. to take them with us for like a mind-blowing experience. The same way that you will climb Mount Everest you can do a three-day walk, 75 kilometers or whatever yes. it is. And, and at the end of the day, you'll learn something. Do you think like that's uh, something we need to do? I've or got a friend. Don't, don't we have someone that went with someone? Or he said he's going with his friend, which is English, that just wanted to experience it. I, I've heard of a story. You, everyone knows. Yeah, yeah I, I heard a story. Like I feel like it's nice. You can take a friend just to experience it, and that's what these YouTube videos that we're seeing now of these Westerners and these mm. travelers, yeah, um, that make blogs and video blogs of uh, different places. Uh, they have been going, and you you see, like it's it's beautiful, and they they're learning a lot. You know, the the culture. beauty of Arba'in and the conversation, the, the question you ask is that you know should we take someone or, or you know take them to Karbala? That's the best time to take them. Yeah. Arba'in because. It saves you 99%, let's be honest. Oh, I wouldn't say hassle. It's a blessing to tell someone yeah. about the Ahlul Bayt or the story of Imam Hussein. But it's just to take them there. Bit, yeah, it does that it is itself. enough. It will open up their mind and they want to know who is this Imam person. Rabbah, mm. salam. So show, show the Mawa stories and our actions and let us do the rest. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it speaks for itself. Mm. Yeah. And they're, mm. they're going to have questions. They're going to have a lot of questions. So that's the beautiful thing that you rather show them and then they'll start asking questions rather than you just putting them on the spot whether you're in London and they really don't know much and you're trying to explain to them about Hussein and what he stood for and why people go and all, rather than they're, they're there and they're asking questions and they're trying to find out more. So it's beautiful. I feel like it's it's a trip of a lifetime for anyone mm-hmm. that hasn't been or, or any Muslim, non-Muslim. If you haven't been on a holiday, if you feel like if you want a holiday or if you want to treat it as a holiday to get away, you can treat it as a spiritual holiday. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Inshallah. Khair. Inshallah we, we, we all the best it. of both worlds. Yeah. I mean, you the get the, the, the treatment, yeah. the, the that's luxury, the good the pampering. Thing. And that's what I'm mentioning about the socializing and friends. Yeah. This is fine to have. You get the best of both worlds. And you, you get, get to the see friends beautiful and, sights. And you get to see beautiful sights. You get to see the history the, and... 
and it's it's a whole experience you see people from different parts of the world yeah. mourning in different ways speaking in different ways you're fed different food and even like we know when you go on a holiday you always go sightseeing and you yes. look for like the the monument in the city yes. what better place like imagine this going to najaf Bain al there's so Bain much to see in najaf just in najaf you've got najaf you've got imam uh, imam ali shrine you've got masjid al kufa masjid al sahla you've mm. got so many different mm. places that you can visit and then you've got najaf uh, you got karbala baghdad there's even black babylon you can Babylon. go and, and visit Samara, so Balad. That's yeah, like yeah. so much, mm. so much places. Very historical <laughs> country, and inshallah, everyone's given the opportunity to go, whether inshallah. it's during Arbain or any other period. Inshallah, inshallah, inshallah. I said, Muhammad, thank you very much for joining us. How, 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 um, how would you say the next time you go, inshallah, for Ziyarat at Arbain? How would you say this conversation has impacted you? <laughs> Or has it impacted I'm this conversation without a doubt because mm. I haven't been in like I said over five years, five yeah. or six years. So I haven't. Did been it give in a you while. withdrawal? So it did, yeah. Um, when we were talking, Wallah. I'm just remembering, and when I yeah. mentioned seeing the people, I just like while my eyes were open, I'm talking to you. I can see the people walking. So it's it's something that I wish I could. You know, this is withdrawal. It's yeah. painful. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's painful. Yeah. Once you go again, yeah. I feel like you're gonna have the knee in your heart. To say I'm gonna go every year, mm. I feel like that's how I have said it. I've always every year said Inshallah this year, Inshallah. This year. It doesn't come to it. So mm. during the period of you're about to book, I can't. I got commitments and there's things that come up, so you're not able to go. You know, but you've always got that near of wanting to go every single year. That's true. Wallah, that's very true. It's impossible to go, come back, and you can't say I'm not. I'm not exactly. coming back never. next year. I've never f- seen anyone that has mm. gone once and be like, oh, I don't need to go next year. Mm. It's you mm. always every year are planning to go. Whether it happens or it doesn't, that's uh, down to Allah's will. Mm. And and lastly, um, I think for, for both of you, for anyone who's going this year, any advice you'd have for them on, for example, the three-day walk um, for for what they can do, what the things are to pray for, anything which you guys would, would recommend for anyone going for the first time or even a repeat? You mentioned three-day walk. Mm. That's, if, that's a relaxed walk. I feel really? from Najaf to Karbala, yeah. three days is you're you're walking very calm and you're not rushed or it's like very you're you're taking a lot of breaks and it's not that far. But um, I've seen people. I've got cousins, relatives that have walked in a day, one mm. day. I know people that have walked mm. in one day. They just don't stop. So it just depends on 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 uh, how your body is, how you can cope. But th- over three days, I feel like it's fine. You shouldn't have any problem. Yeah. But you there is a lot of people i've been f- through times where we start off 20 of us from Najaf to Karbala but we end up just four and then there's only four of us most of them have either injuries or they've uh, taken breaks or they've caught buses or or or, or taxis to yeah. Karbala I'm, yeah. I'm gonna add a disclaimer there is lots of pain in the souls <laughs> and many blisters there's pain um, with every game so there's you, pain in the souls but there's beauty in the soul. Ascent. 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 Yeah. I should write poetry for you. Saying I feel that. like that's motivation. That it's, it is. And it motivates you to forget the pain. Yeah. I advise everyone, don't sit down for too long. That's one thing. <laughs> Once you sit down for that's a bit too advice. long, you don't want to get that's up. That's good advice. And that, that's yeah. something I was that just going to suggest that. And you know, if someone is, if, if someone, you know, experiences any blisters, for example, or if anyone's experiencing any, you know, feet pain, every like, I think 10 or 15 poles you'll find the yeah. medical tent yes. there's mm. actual doctors there that will treat you Pandas. for anything yeah. it's all free free medication free care free healthcare and I, I remember when we went the first time as in when we went I think with the shabab yeah. uh, that was a trip I think included about 40 shabab yes. or something and uh, 
that journey was so painful. I'm, I'm being very honest. It was so painful, especially on the final day, on the final night. I, I, you know, we were like 40. The reason why I keep saying 40, because by the time who I ended up with is about three people. Wow. Because not everyone has the same pace. Not yes. everyone has the same uh, energy. Not mm. everyone has the same, you know, walking capacity. Everyone's, different levels, everyone's got their own level. Yeah. So everyone needs to like, Take it easy. Best, mm. it's, we, we shouldn't let the pain discourage us. We should always, like, if I can mention, I, was, I remember I was with, like, Nuri. Nuri mm. Sardar, may Allah bless him. And uh, I was telling him, Nuri, let's, you know, we've reached, we've entered Karbala now. Yeah. Um, can I just say, I climbed a mountain with Nuri once. Mm. <laughs> and we both got, like, two-thirds of the way up. We're like, screw it. And we're going back down. <laughs> so I think it's different, obviously, the experience you have. Mm. But when you're walking towards Abba Abdullah mm. and Hussein, you know, you, you've got some something there. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, you can't you're looking walk. at each other sometimes for that bit of a push. Well, yeah. So when yeah, you're yeah. telling him that, let's catch it, he's probably thinking it, but he's trying to motivate you and tell you, no, let's not. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you need yeah. to like both balance but, it out. But I think we would someone, look at each other course. to say, yeah, let's yeah. have a little break. Yeah. But it's one thing that... Uh, you know, it will always stay with me. Is that it was so painful? Wallah, it was so so painful. Like we were like walking left, right, left because you can't walk straight. It's impossible to walk straight because we tried to complete it in two days. Mm. I think that's what we did wrong. Yeah. Right. Best, um, you know, I, I, it's not something I'll say I regret. But he told me, no, we need to continue to walk. At least let's get that glimpse yes. mm. of the dome. I would never That's something we didn't Wallah, talk about I'll never forget that first glimpse And I, I think the first glimpse we saw was the dome of Abbas Fadl Abbas yes. by the way the way, And, that that and we all forgot the pain Yeah. Mm. As soon as we saw that dome MashaAllah I feel like everyone that goes will, will mention this First yeah. seeing the dome yeah, 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 yeah. Because they've walked for three days That's We're just talking about Najaf to Karabela The mm. usual People walk go from People walk from Basra, Basra. Yeah, from Basra. So yeah. two yeah. weeks yeah. they're walking yeah, yeah, Some yeah. even longer So but it's that first glimpse that everyone gets that you just stand there and you just stand still and you just every worry everything mm. that you've got on your mind mm. just disappears and you're just mm. thinking mm. about the goal and the destination which you've reached all falls into perspective yes. all roads lead to Karbala Said Muhammad thank you again it's been a pleasure having you on uh, I think we, I feel like we could talk as a, like the three of us for hours we can mm. we could talk about this topic for hours we can of course we but can. pray for us inshallah and, and, and it's, it's a nice. pleasure to, to be on here and I've seen every episode up until now so I'll watch this as well once thank you and um, you're doing a great job alhamdulillah and inshallah you can be one of the biggest podcasts in the community in, in the UK in, in, in the world uh, with your du'as inshallah. Inshallah. inshallah the goal inshallah is to inspire inshallah yeah yeah everyone please subscribe I've subscribed so why aren't you everyone. Yeah. and comment down below brothers and sisters if you have been tuning in and you've been hearing this discussion what about Ziyarat al-Arba'in do you love if you've been before if you haven't been what is one message or one prayer that you can ask someone who's who's going this year you know, said Ali's going, inshallah, he'll, he'll be reading your comments inshallah. and any hajjat you have, inshallah, I'm going to put him on the spot again and ask him to, to answer any, you know, to, to, to convey your, your messages, your du'as. So comment down below, let us know, inshallah. And yeah, please keep us in your du'as in these holy nights. We'll be back again next week. Very soon, inshallah. inshallah. Next Thursday. Looking forward to seeing you, inshallah. Thank you for listening. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.